listening to A Spoonful of Medicine, topping up your paediatric knowledge one spoonful at a time. I'm actually currently on a neonatal rotation, and so in the next coming episodes, we're going to talk all about babies, specifically premature babies, because that is a big bulk of our work. Issues regarding prematurity can arise in the neonatal period, but really have implications for the ongoing lifespan of the child. So it's important to have a talk about it and understand what those are. If you're working in an NICU or special care, I think you'll get a lot out of these episodes. Maybe you're a resident doing baby checks or a midwife helping to look after newborn babies. Or you may be out in the community in a GP practice potentially, looking after these children ongoingly. Regardless of where you work, babies can be born premature. So join me over the next coming episodes all about prematurity. Let's go. This episode being the first one of our prematurity series, we'll be talking about some definitions of what prematurity is, what the prevalence or epidemiology of premature birth is like, as well as what are the main issues or complications of prematurity that can be seen, but also to be aware of. Let's start with definitions. The different degrees of prematurity are defined by gestational age or birth weight. In terms of gestational age, the classification is as follows. Babies that are born 37 weeks or above are considered term babies. Babies who are born between 34 and 37 weeks, well, they're late preterm, early, but not tremendously so. Next, you have moderate pretermers, which are born 32 to 34 weeks, very pretermers who are born less than 32 weeks old and extremely pretermers who are born less than 28 weeks. Really, that whole array is seen in the NICU. Another definition, like I said before, is to do with birth weight. Low birth weight is anyone that's less than 2.5 kilograms. Very low birth weight is anyone less than 1.5 kilograms. And extremely low birth weight is anyone less than one kilogram. As you may imagine, that as babies are more and more preterm, they also weigh a lot less. For example, we have some babies that are 400 to 500 grams in our nursery. Tiny, tiny. Now that we know about what preterm is defined as, what is the prevalence or really epidemiology of preterm is like? Approximately 1 in 10 babies are born prematurely. That's below 37 weeks of gestational age equating to an estimated 15 million preterm births every year worldwide. That is a lot of early babies. Globally, complications associated with prematurity are the leading cause of morbidity and mortality in children aged less than five years with preterm birth, accounting for 36% of all neonatal deaths and up to 17% of deaths in children under five years of age. So, knowing about why babies are born early and also the complications of prematurity is a big cornerstone of pediatric medicine, especially with the evolving medicine where babies are only going to be born earlier and earlier. The complications of prematurity can be divided into short-term complications and long-term complications. Short-term complications like respiratory distress can occur in the neonatal period. Then long-term issues regarding prematurity are things that last far beyond the infant period. And those are neurodevelopmental problems such as cerebral palsy, for example. 
As you can imagine, as the gestational age lowers, the rates of complications, both early or short-term and late complications, rise. And so earlier the baby, the more likely they are to face some complication related to their prematurity. Cool. So we know what prematurity is and roughly how common it is, but what are those complications I keep on alluding to? Let's start off with those short-term complications. Hypothermia occurs due to rapid heat loss in a preterm infant because of their relatively large body surface area and real inability to produce enough heat. Hypothermia is associated with an increased mortality rate, as well as in survivors with IVH, it can actually increase the issues with the degree of IVH and also the prevalence of it. It can cause pulmonary insufficiency, it can cause metabolic problems such as hypoglycemia and acidosis. Having a cold baby is bad news. You want a nice warm one. Measures to prevent hypothermia in the delivery room are therefore really essential. And these can include maintaining the delivery room at a good temperature that's at a minimum 26 degrees, drying the baby thoroughly immediately after birth, and often babies that are born prematurely, we will put into a little plastic bag to conserve that heat. You want to remove any wet blankets because they will make the baby cold. You want to encourage skin-to-skin contact when it is possible. We often use pre-warmed radiant heaters, and you may have seen resuscitators where you have that nice warm heat coming onto the baby. Being it's born in less than 30 weeks, we can use things like having humidity in their cribs. We, like I said, use plastic wraps. We use caps. Really, anything that keeps them warm. Babies this early will also be nursed in incubators. Neonates who require respiratory support can also receive heated and humidified gases. That way, these babies are breathing in warmth rather than having cold air coming into them. Next, we have respiratory complications of prematurity. These include respiratory distress syndrome, bronchopulmonary dysplasia and apnea of prematurity. Respiratory distress syndrome, IDS, results due to both lung immaturity as well as a surfactant deficiency. Bronchopulmonary dysplasia also results because of a lung immaturity and can be influenced by the use of ventilation as well as trauma to the lungs. Apnea of prematurity is due to those respiratory centres not quite switching on and being up to scratch to remember to breathe and to regulate all those autonomic functions. These three are very big topics, so listen out to our mini-sodes about them in particular. Next, we have cardiovascular complications. These include patent ductus arteriosus, where that connection between the lungs and the aorta or the pulmonary arteries in the aorta remains open. You can also have low blood pressure, shock. Other complications include intraventricular hemorrhages, and they can also cause long-term problems such as cerebral palsy. We'll be covering that as well in another mini-sode. Babies who are born prematurely also have issues with glucose homeostasis leading to hypoglycemia or hyperglycemia. In a preterm infant, hypoglycemia is really multifactorial. It's as a result of inadequate glycogen stores being diminished quite quickly in a baby that premature. You also have impaired glucose production because you can't pull out that much glucose because you don't have much stores to begin with. 
You also have babies that may not be feeding very well due to their prematurity or there's not much of a supply in terms of their feeds and that can cause hypoglycemia as well. It's also increased glucose utilisation and that may be a result of, say, gestational diabetes and mum's got a lot of sugar going around therefore baby's pancreas is in overdrive even before they're born and once they're born that insulin is still around but that sugar supply isn't. Necrotizing enterocolitis is also an issue with babies born prematurely and that has really big implications on their intestinal tract, their digestive system as well as their abdominal health long term. Babies born prematurely are also at higher risks of bacterial and fungal infections and this is for a few reasons. A cause for premature labour can be chorioamnionitis in which the baby is also at risk of having an infection. Also, babies that are born rather preterm will often have lines and devices in situ. May that be central lines, umbilical lines or uh, ETT tubes or be intubated and ventilated. And so all of these carry risks of having an infection. Babies born prematurely also have challenges with feeding. Feeding difficulties uh, arise because often when they're born that early, they don't yet know how to suck, swallow and feed independently. And so these babies need to be nasogastrically fed and slowly graded up, both in volumes and also in doing it themselves and sucking on the breast or on bottles. These babies can also have anemia prematurity and this is caused for a few different reasons. One is that fetal hemoglobin slowly degrades and breaks down and there is sort of an idea where babies don't have as much fetal hemoglobin but are still gearing up to making adult hemoglobin and that results in a lower HB. But also babies who are born premature, we need to do a lot of blood tests on and by constantly taking blood from them with an already small circulating volume means that we essentially are taking some hemoglobin away and also iron. And so these babies often can be quite anemic and may need red cell transfusions and often will be supplemented with ferrous or iron in order to help their bone marrow make more red cells. And finally, retinopathy prematurity is also a big complication of being born early. This is when the retina of the eyes don't develop quite normally and can have implications on vision longer term. We will be doing another episode on that as well. The longer term implications for prematurity include vision problems affected by their retinopathy or prematurity. They can have impaired growth issues and be smaller than their age match peers and have growth delays as well. They can have issues with their lungs because being born that early means you're ex-utero before your lungs have had the chance to fully develop. They can get bronchopulmonary dysplasia and have issues whenever they have viral illnesses. They also have increased risk of other chronic health issues, including but not limited to recurrent hospitalizations because preterm survivors are more likely to be hospitalized during childhood compared to their term peers due to respiratory illnesses, as well as the complications arising from their prematurity, may that be neurological, bowel, eyes or otherwise. They also at a higher risk of neurodevelopmental problems. Survivors, especially extreme preterm survivors, are more likely to have cognitive impairments, motor deficits that may be mild, moderate or severe, and that can lead to final gross motor delays. They're at a higher risk of having sensory impairments, including vision and hearing loss. 
behavioral and mental health problems have also been linked to babies being born prematurely as well as functional issues and functional challenges such as developmental coordination disorder, impaired executive function and impaired social interactive skills. Now, that's not a blanket statement. Not all premature babies have these issues, but they are at a higher risk. So, really, being born premature both has implications on the children from a short-term perspective as well as an overarching holistic health and long-term care perspective as well. Ultimately, babies who are born prematurely can do very well, albeit need a good supportive healthcare team to back them up. They will be followed up by their paediatrician and their trusted allied health professionals in order to make sure that they develop the best that they possibly can. It's time for a recap. Premature birth is defined as being born before 37 weeks gestational age. How early you are can then be subdivided in late preterm, moderate preterm, very preterm, and extremely preterm. You also can divide pretermers according to their birth weight, and that can be either low birth weight, very low birth weight, or extremely low birth weight. Being born premature is quite a common issue. One in 10 babies and up to 15 million babies each year are born early. The earlier you are born, the more likely you are to face complications, both in the short term as well as the long term. Short-term complications of being born prematurely include hypothermia, respiratory issues, cardiovascular complications such as a patent ductus arteriosus, interventricular hemorrhage, abnormal glucose homeostasis leading to hypo and hyperglycemia, necrotizing enterocolitis, infections, feeding challenges, anemia prematurity and retinopathy of prematurity. Longer-term complications of prematurity include recurrent hospitalizations, neurodevelopmental issues, vision problems, impaired growth, lung disease, and other chronic health issues such as hypertension and chronic kidney disease. With the advent of newer and new medications and medical interventions, we're able to support younger and younger babies and actually have very good outcomes with them. that's been this week's episode of a spoonful of medicine thank you so much for joining us if you like what you heard please subscribe and tell a friend for the visual learners of us out there head over to our instagram page at spoonful.of.medicine for a quick summary of today's episode along with some other great educational content if you'd like to get in touch have a suggestion for a future episode or have heard something that you think needs a correction please email us on spoonfulofmedicinepodcast at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure topping up your paediatric knowledge one spoonful at a time. I can't wait for you to join us on our next episode. But until then, bye. Bye.